The Watch Time Show, sponsored by digital agency Mint Twist. Welcome to Watch Time, the show for marketing industry influencers looking for creative and digital ideas. We'll be exploring new technology, developments, and sharing the stories behind high-profile industry players. I'm Alexandra King from Mint Twist. Hello, and in today's episode, we're going to get to know one of the producers behind the show, and that's myself, Elliot King. Now, in order to get to know myself, we're going to listen to a speech I made a few years ago at the Institute of Directors, and the speech was all about my personal career uh, through the ranks of IT and then subsequently digital marketing. But at the same time, we're telling those overlapping stories of the very big companies, the Googles, the Apples and the Facebooks of this world and and my experience of the rise of these companies. And then we'll finish off with my thoughts on, on why and how they were so successful. So sit back, relax, enjoy. 24 years old. I've been out of, out of university for a couple of years, worked in London for a couple of years for a software firm, and I quit my job and went to, uh, went to San Francisco. So this is the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, top of the Silicon Valley. And at the time, and still now, uh, there was a huge amount of, of business and investment going on, all, all in the tech industry. And this was the place to be. It was exciting. It was amazing. It was adventurous, and, and so I went there. And, and when I went there, I found uh, tens of thousands of programmers you know, from all over the world. They'd all gone over there, and they were all working for these amazing things called you know, e-commerce startups, most of them. And so it was 1999 in San Francisco. You would drive around or anywhere in, in California, frankly, and you would see billboards, huge billboards, um, talking about gardening.com, you know, um, bins.com, loopaper.com. It was anything you like.com. It was, it was quite crazy. But there were all these companies uh, going on, and there was a, billions of dollars of investments going into these companies. And there were lots of programmers like me working on these websites, developing e-commerce platforms, developing the infrastructure that the investors, and they believed, was going to underpin a, a seismic change of all of the retail commerce, the real-world retail commerce, going online almost overnight. And so all of these companies were, were loss-making. It was all about investing in an imminent change that was going to happen. And there was so much competition. It got so crazy. There was so much competition for programmers that startup companies were giving... Um, vested share options. So lots of my friends, 20-something-year-old 20, 20 friends, were literally paper millionaires, having great parties and all the rest of it. However, they didn't count on this. So the concept was, if we build it, the consumers are going to come and start using these websites. But actually, they were, they were a bit too quick, because although the programmers in Silicon Valley were connected, they were using the internet, the wider world just wasn't quite there yet. And so in the end, the, the profit didn't come along quick, or well, the revenue in some cases didn't come along, let alone profit. And actually, they built these um, e-commerce sites, but no one came to use them, and therefore they didn't work. So fundamental error. You can't just build something expect it's going to come. Otherwise, this is going to happen. Your, your company, or in this case, an entire industry, uh, went bust, and it was the dot-com bubble that was bursting. And actually, what happened was, 
I had many hundreds of friends there working in the industry sector, literally paper millionaires one day, almost the next day, company's gone bust, paper's worthless, and they're on the plane back home to wherever they come from. But they still had a good time there while they were there, so it's okay. <clears throat> okay, but there were, there were some survivors and there were some companies that thrived out of the, out of the ashes. Uh, and when I was in Silicon Valley, Google was an eight-person company, and it was, it was a tiny player in search. The big player was Yahoo. Uh, there were Lycos and others. But all of the other players, the bigger players, the established players, had search as a, had search as a feature, and they were really trying to sell the news and the weather and the stock results and all of this type of stuff. What Google did really, really well in the early days was kind of two things, really. The main thing is they focused on exactly one thing. So it was, it, they've always been an uncluttered page, it's still today, obviously. And that really worked. They only did search. They didn't try and do anything else. They were also loved by the techies. So they got into an industry sector, and the techies then recommended their friends and so on and so on. So Google grew up. And, and really, that, this is when the digital marketing industry, as we know it, kind of really started to kick off. Because, and if you remember this, the, slide a few, the slide a few slides back, you could build it but no one could find you, no one could come. Now, you could build your e-commerce website, and there was a way for people to find you. It was the search engine. And companies like Mint Twist, that's me, um, my school friend and, and the first employees at Mint Twist, lots of companies like us, Climb Online, and all the rest of us, we're all about helping companies to be found on the internet so that they can sell more stuff. And I'm missing a couple of slides here, but so I'm going, to give, I'm going to give Google a gold medal because what Google did was amazing. They've obviously dominated the search engine market. So in the Western world, it's something like 90% of searches run through Google servers. Now, having controlled the market, so they supply the market, 90% of the market, they then did something that was genius, frankly. Very early on, they built an automated marketplace to sell access to the market that they controlled. So they're the supplier, but they're also the middleman to the buyers, which are basically 90% of the Western world. So fantastic place to be in, highly profitable business. You know, like them or loathe them. In the digital industry, you have, a, you have to have a love-hate relationship with Google, but you've got to respect their strategy. Great work. Now, because Google was successful and suddenly there was a way to effectively market products and services, it, it really allowed e-commerce to work. So Amazon had been around before the dot-com uh, dot uh, bubble burst. And during that time, Amazon had invested. Their, their strategy, really, Jeff Bezos' strategy, was to let's, let's dominate a single market sector for e-commerce and let's perfect our customer service and delivery. He was very, very clear about that in the early 90s when Amazon first started. And so although they were still loss-making, once digital marketing started to work, they became highly profitable because they already had invested so much in this single sector books. They knew exactly what they were doing. They could start to make money in that sector, and then they diversified into all sorts of other sectors. And as we see, Amazon is one of the most, um, well, it's certainly one of the fastest growing e-commerce companies and one of the largest companies in the world. And I should think we're going to see a lot more from these guys going forward. So gold medal there. Gold medal for Google, as I said. This is the slide I was referring to. <laughs> so gold medal for Google, gold medal for Amazon. And 
there's a whole bunch of social media sites that started to kick off in, um, you know, in, in, in the last sort of decade or 15 years or so, and you could give a whole bunch of gold medals out to these guys. Facebook saw the, saw the requirement for generations to want to share portions of their lives online, and they positioned themselves accordingly. Now, here, here we're, here's where Apple make a comeback. So remember, they, they lost out quite badly in the 90s. Um, Steve Jobs actually was fired from, from Apple in the late 90s. But they rehired him, and what Steve Jobs did and Apple in 2007 was release this thing called the iPhone 1. So the iPhone 1 was, I think, game-changing because it, it made mobile internet properly accessible. Now, the interesting thing about Steve Jobs, Apple, what happened here was that the two technologies that underpin this iPhone 1, they've been around for a long time. So touchscreen technology had been around for a long time. Um, mobile internet, the underlying technology, had been around for a very long time. But what Steve Jobs had was, was the vision to conceive these two apparently different technologies, pull them together, and suddenly make the whole world of mobile internet highly accessible via apps and the, and the interface that, you know, that we know very well today. And so he... Uh, won back his pride, if you like, and, and changed, you know, I think changed the world in some sense. And so gold medal for, for them too. Okay, so, so sorry for the wordy slide, but let's just, let's just review, because I think here are the key sort of, or some of the key lessons we can learn from these guys. So Amstrad, you know, Lord Sugar, you know, classic businessman, let's say. He saw a trend. Computers are going to be interesting to consumers. He moved very quickly and was very early to the market and and was able to realize success off the back of doing that. Microsoft, what Bill Gates did was look at an existing trend and look at where that was going to lead, i.e., there's a trend for computers to be bought in larger and larger numbers. In the end, software is going to be the differentiator. Um, his tactic for getting there was to give away the product to to the, to the company that had largest access to market. So they were, Microsoft, a very small company, piggybacked on IBM to get his product out to market, you know, which was an investment, on, investment in his own vision. But once, once it did start to work and people did want to use more and more software platforms, Microsoft were able to profit um, and control the market. Google. Google were... Google's main... Um, main um, advantage for me was they just stayed focused, very, very focused early on. They were also, to be fair, they were in the right place at the right time because they were able to become a darling of, of the tech you know, community um, in Silicon Valley, and they really grew out of, out of that niche marketplace. They then, obviously, the way that they really monetized that was to do what I mentioned earlier on. They built an automatic platform that effectively sold the supply of a market that they already controlled. So this marketplace technology that we talked, this basically AdWords, is, was just genius, really, because it's a profit machine. If you think about someone in Google headquarters is just pushing a button up and down, just deciding how much profit they want to make. So if, you, if you're a company like that and you're making so much profit, so, that's, so now they can diversify. And you see Google doing all sorts of other things, the vast majority of which are loss-making. But you know, why wouldn't you do that? What's the... Why pay tax on your profits when you can invest in all these other great things? You know? Fair enough. Okay, Amazon. 
that Amazon, I think, you know, again, there's a classic lesson that's worked in the digital age. They just focused very much on customer service. And if you read anything about Jeff Bezos, he was very, very clear right from the outset. And, and really, it's the, the, the delivery function and customer service. So if you get those two things right, as an e-commerce company, you're going to do well. Invested very heavily on those things. And once they started becoming profitable, diversified beyond books and into, into other components. <clears throat> Apple, um, believe in your big vision, you know, use design, make the thing beautiful, and then consumers are going to want it. So Apple have always been focused on cons this consumer market because they've got this big vision that they want to spread to everyone. And obviously the other thing he, he, he was was very persistent. He was fired by Apple. He was, in, he was in the dark for a few years. He came back and arguably changed the world. Okay, so... Just to round up, I think for me, um, it's one of the main things you need to do to be dynamic and take advantage of the digital age is to, is to plan, but do it quickly. You need to differentiate. You know, that's, that's just a classic message. You need to be bold, and then you need to be decisive, and again, quick. And the, the adage in, in, in Silicon Valley and tech companies that really advances is it doesn't matter if you fail as long as you learn lessons and adapt quickly. That's really the key. And then it's a question of planning and doing again. So constant, quick change. And that concludes today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you have, do subscribe to get subsequent episodes automatically. In the meantime, if you'd like to find out more about digital marketing, please visit nitwist.com. Thanks so much for joining us and see you again soon.